the biggest uh, misconception in people's mind is that when you prepare for IELTS is when you improve your English. It's not true. In fact, you could very well give your IELTS test and not have improved your English at all. To improve your English, all you need is that willingness to learn English. And what's the worst thing that you can do to yourself when you're trying to learn English? Is try and learn vocabulary. Hello everyone and welcome back to the KBC podcast where we believe passion lives forever. This time our guest is Manil Agawal and popularly known as IELTS by Manil. So you have got a hint what we are going to talk about in this episode. So we are going to talk about the communication skills. How a student can improve his or her English speaking skills and also how effectively he or she can express his idea in front of the audience. And also we are going to talk about the competitive exams like IELTS and TOEFL. How to crack that and how to excel in it. So if you like the intro, do subscribe our podcast channel and also follow us on Spotify for latest updates. You are listening to the KBC Podcast where we believe passion lives forever. Each week we interview guests from different fields to know their story and learn from their mistakes. We'll take inspiration from them and provide our audience immense value. If this sounds interesting, subscribe to our podcast, Knowledge Beyond College. So sir, first of all, we want to know a short intro of your. Why did you start okay. this organization and all that? All right. So, okay. I'll give you a quick background of mine in terms of my education followed by my career. Right. So I am a hospitality graduate from a college called IHM Pusa in Delhi. And I was a national topper for a couple of years. I was on the national merit list for a couple of years for my second and the third year. And I have done my master's from University of Nottingham in UK. Right? So I did my master's in international business. And uh, other than that, in terms of my job, I worked with a lot of companies. Right. For the first 10 years of my life, I had decided I hadn't necessarily decided, but I kind of knew that I wanted to experiment a lot, right? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was very clear. I always knew I cannot survive in a job. I'm not one of those people who can uh, probably, you know, take somebody else's vision and drive it through to its uh, logical conclusion. I it always had to be my own vision. So I wanted to experiment. Unluckily, some experiments were bad. Luckily, some experiments were brilliant. Right. So I, work, I worked with hospitality itself. I worked with the leading, leading hotel chain of India for a while. And then I went on to work with the largest general manufacturers of the world for a while. I managed their international sales for a bit. Then I started heading these sales for a very tiny firm, like a one-room firm in Delhi. Right. And then I worked with one of the biggest banks in India. The bank has been in news recently for all the wrong reasons. I was on the corporate social responsibility team. And... Uh, after all of this, so that that job kind of broke me, right? It wasn't a good job to be in, to be honest with you. And uh, then what I did was I quit everything. I sold everything that belonged to me, uh, other than for the things that my sister had asked for, because she was moving to Delhi and I was planning to leave Delhi. And she was like, look, I need these things. Other than that, I sold everything except my motorcycle. I picked up my motorcycle and I moved to the mountains. I went and I settled in Dharamshala. And in Dharamshala, I spent about three years, which is where I also got married. 
and it is there in dharamshala that uh, the found the foundation for my current organization was laid right okay. so i started a brick and mortar institution where i used to teach students for english and ielts but uh, after uh, in, immediately after my wedding we decided that uh, i need we need to move out of dharamshala because it's a very small town very limited opportunity and my wife was not very keen to be in dharamshala so when we moved to andhra that is when i decided let's not make it brick and mortar let's take it online so that we have the ability to move around but the business does not get affected yeah so what i would like to ask you here is why did you choose this field only like you said you tried multiple things so why did you choose english or ielts so okay so english and ielts was not something that i necessarily chose for myself right see i wanted to do something in the space of education no doubt i wanted to do something which was more uh, social in its approach so i used to work with a charity in dharamshala uh, where i used to teach uh, children with special needs right and i had my i my first venture was where i had set up a website where i would help volunteers and ngos connect i could not uh, i could not make that a successful venture i think my understanding of business was very limited but when that venture failed i uh, my my business partner now and my very close friend from university uh, of nottingham ben ben hansen he said manil enough is enough you and i we got to do something together now and he had been after me to do this whole ielts thing and then you know get into say uh, helping students get admissions to good universities abroad so he knew there was this massive gap because a lot of these agents what they do is they don't necessarily give you the right guidance they'll send you to a university that pays them a lot of commission and he was like let's let's make the commission money but let's do it right let's let's uh, send students to the correct university so that's that is where we decided okay let's begin with ielts and then these students can then be um, those who can't do us for guidance we can then uh, guide them to the right universities as well so he pressurized me because my english has always been good right uh right from school i was one of those people who he met me at university he did not know me from school but even at university he saw that i was always very active in public speaking um when it came to doing anything that was around communication skills so he said look with your uh, understanding of the language and the fact that i come from a teaching background i've also taught french in the past okay so not that i was an expert teacher but nonetheless teaching was something i always enjoyed so that's how i got into this so you said look let's use those skills and let's get you to teach students so that's how it started yeah so uh, what you just said we can relate to it on some level because just like how you and your friend uh, went ahead with this idea in the same way we both are from the same college and so we also want to do something in the education space so yeah lovely that's right the name knowledge beyond college i love the name baba i love the name you guys have uh, chosen for your podcast thank you thank you thank you so much sir so sir we want to know the difference between the ielts and toefl because these two exams are most popular nowadays and which one which candidate will select which one how to do that see both basically both the tests are english proficiency tests they mm. the aim is to identify how well can you communicate using english as a language 
right? Both of them test you for listening, reading, writing, and speaking. And uh, both of them are pretty expensive when it comes to appearing for the test, right? Uh, but, but I now recommend that almost everyone should go for IELTS. Uh, reason for that is TOEFL is accepted only by American universities and colleges. Primarily, primarily, right? Primarily. Um, and IELTS is now universally accepted. Even Harvard and some of the other Ivy League universities, which are earlier not open to the idea of an IELTS score, are now accepting IELTS. Mm -hmm. So unless you have to apply to a university which will only accept a TOEFL score, right? you should prefer IELTS as the test to appear for. Okay, so in short, you are saying it is a universal exam. Every college accepts it. It's a standard. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, look, I'm I'm not saying every college. I'm saying most of the colleges today. There are still there are still a couple of colleges in Australia that go like the universities in the, who say we need PTE, right? We need PTE. Or there are a couple of universities in US who say we need TOEFL. But that's it. There's, there are so few now. There are so few that chances are. If you actually go back and tell them, look, I've already given my IELTS and I've spent a lot of money on this, please consider the score. They might even say, okay, fine, we'll accept your IELTS Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now that you are recommending IELTS and even our audience, a lot of them are college students. So we want to know more about IELTS from you. What are the sections and how is the scoring pattern and all of that? See, so the test is basically split into two parts, so to say, two, two different tests, so to say. One is the written test. The other is the spoken test. So the spoken test is where you go give your speaking test. You are in a room with an examiner and okay. uh, the examiner asks you questions and you answer those questions. Test is about 14 to 15 minutes max. These days, it's a little longer thanks to the whole pandemic. Uh, there's so many more security. So, so not safe, sorry, safety, safety uh, and precautions, safety measures and precautions that need to be taken. So that does stretch the test a little more. And then there is the written part of the test. So that is a much longer part of the test. You sit in one go for about three hours, you give a listening test, you have to give a reading test, and you have to give a writing test. And uh, scoring is, you get an overall score of band nine, sorry, you get, you can score a maximum overall score of band nine. This is not uh, what people think, oh, the highest must be 10, but because this is language, so nobody can score more than nine. That is not how it works. Yeah. These are yeah. bands. These are not marks. There's a big difference. And the difference is that a band means an average, right? You can, you can sort of uh, equate this to your scores and rank. So this is, this can be equated to the grades. So A, A plus, B, B plus. So a band line is like an A plus, right? It's a band. Yeah. So that, See what is a band? If I don't know if uh, if I if I'm explaining this right, but a band is a range, right? We can yeah, equate a band yeah. to a range. So right. that is exactly what it is. So when they say you're a band nine, you fall in that range where you can speak in English uh, or use English as your uh, language for communication, listening, reading, writing, speaking uh, flawlessly. Not flawlessly, nearly flawless. You're nearly flawless, and. Uh, you can use it accurately and at the same time uh, you can express clearly without any 
confusion created in the other person's mind or your mind. Uh, and then the score keeps dropping. So it's a band nine, then 8.5. So by half a band, right? And you get, similarly, you get these band scores on each of the four skills as well. So you, you'll get a band score on listening, a band score on reading, a band score on writing, and a band score on speaking. And uh, as you keep improving your English, your band score keeps improving too. And uh, that is... so. At the end of the day, a band score basically tells you how well can you communicate using English as your language. Yes, sir. It's very yeah. nice to know that uh, the ranking system and the scoring system is in banks because it does not discriminate between students also. There is a thing called speed reading. What exactly it is? I also want to know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So speed reading is nothing what people think speed reading is speed reading does not mean that you just have a look and everything is understood speed reading basically means so so it is as simple as this speed reading means that you read at read faster than what you usually would right now for somebody like me i always speed read okay this is not something uh, this is not something magical this is not something unique what speed reading means is that you in one go will read that what is presented to you without spending too much time trying to read each word. Okay. Yeah. Instead, you will try and read it in such a way that uh, you read the whole sentence the way you usually would and make sense has been said. And then you're not wasting your time going up and down, left and right, round and round, right? You're not a first standard student anymore. That just because there's a butterfly drawn at the top of the page, so after reading the fourth sentence or the fourth line, you go back and start looking at the butterfly, right? Or because there is a mountain in a valley that you drew like yesterday, or there's an or there's a jet plane that's uh, you know you you manage to sketch it on your. I mean, I, I used to do that, right? So eventually, one of my English teachers she like, dare you ever uh, scribble or uh, sketch on your English book again?" So you're not supposed to do that, right? You read in one direction, top left to bottom right. That's it. And make sense of what is being said. Now, with time, your speed increases. It doesn't happen in one go. It doesn't happen in one hour. All right. So, yeah, that's that's speed reading. Okay. Yeah. So, I personally uh, have been looking about speed reading. Uh, like there is a guy named Jim Quick. Uh, he takes uh, classes on speed reading and he gives tips on social media. So I have been following it and I have been seeing some changes personally in my speed. But one common thing which I hear from a lot of people is that when we go to read in a like in speed, we tend to miss some things or we don't retain information. So do you think that is true? That is not true at all. Uh, do you read the newspaper? Uh, not, no, not newspaper, like right. physically, not physically, yeah. but like, I mean, do you read articles and news articles? Yeah, and, blogs and stuff on internet. You do, right? Yeah. Uh, how often do you find yourself reading a few lines and skipping through and then reading a few more sentences and then, do you do that? Not much, but sometimes, not much. Sometimes you do, right? No, yeah. I'm not saying always, I'm saying yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah. Yet at the end of the blog, you know exactly what was being spoken about. Right. So your brain, you see, 
we we tend to not use it but and we tend to not trust it more than not use it we tend to not trust it but you see this is probably the greatest uh, it, it is the it is the greatest masterpiece that evolution has created our brain knows right from childhood because of one the way it has been uh, yeah, bioengineered yeah. and two because of the way you've been socially trained it knows how to pick up the right piece of information and how to let go of that information that what it does not need now when it comes to ielts test or for that matter any test the problem is we think that every word is critical which is not true which is not true when you are trying to give uh when you are trying to read something it is always more important that you try and make sense of what is being written or what has been written rather than trying to cram and memorize information and trust me once you understood what is being said your your when you go when you go read the question and you go back to the text your brain and your eye and your eyes know exactly where to go look for the information yeah we tend to skim through the things through the lines exactly exactly okay so are there any tips on how you can improve your reading speed read a lot read a lot see there are there are no tips as such one one thing i would definitely recommend is for those people uh, who tend to uh, struggle with finding focus right yeah. see there are those who are lazy for them i say look forget it don't give the test if you if you want to be lazy don't waste your money right uh, any test involves a lot of money uh, so if you're hoping for magic and that somebody else will get it done for you i i recommend for 14000 rupees you can do a lot of things right i mean take a trip to goa find a, a cheap shack by the beach go drink some cool beer or if you really want to make your make a career for yourself find a life for yourself then stop being lazy in that case pick up your books and start reading that is how you improve your reading but for those people who find it difficult to focus while reading i'd recommend use your finger as a pointer see one thing that happens is our eye gets distracted very easily you remember that uh, example i gave a few minutes back about the jet plane and the butterfly being drawn on the right so these things are distractors right now it usually happens i i've seen it with a lot of my students if there is a pretty girl sitting uh, close to them or if there is a uh, or if there is a cute guy who suddenly starts speaking everyone in the classroom the online class right they forget what they were doing and they start looking at this person or start listening to this person it's just but fair right we are humans but to avoid these kind of distractions uh, such distractions what you do is place your finger on the piece of paper and then follow your finger through follow your finger right that will help you stay focused now in the event that you do lose your focus you know where to come back and continue reading so that is a useful trick that's absolutely nice i will try it from now perfectly i was i was saying the ideal thing to do to stay focused is when you're trying to study when you're trying to read forget about that cute person sitting next to you that's one thing you got to do in life in any case right and uh, then the finger then the finger technique becomes even better right it's even more mm-hmm. effective anyways coming back sorry guys sorry sorry about that yeah your next question tarun you want to ask me and i interrupted you there i want to know how a normal person like us who don't want to give this exam 
can mm-hmm. improve his vocabulary and speaking skills also okay see so ielts uh, the biggest uh, misconception in people's mind is that when you prepare for ielts is when you improve your english it's not true in fact uh, you could very well give your ielts test and not have improved your english at all okay because you you've just gone in and given a test right so there are certain types of questions you come in you understand how to answer those questions you do not in fact a lot of my students i never work on their english at all and there are some students with whom we start from scratch and then we help them go to a certain level right now right right to improve your english you don't need to have to pre- you don't have to prepare for the ielts test or the toefl or for the pte or the gre gmat no that's not that's not necessary that's not mandatory at all to improve your english all you need is that willingness to learn english and what's the worst thing that you can do to yourself when you're trying to learn english is try and learn vocabulary okay now i know right from childhood your mother told you beta 50 shabd seekho roz ke chalo forget 50 shabd beta learn five words a day right yeah. right from childhood we were there, there were class teachers who taught you that right there were school teachers who taught you that there were tuition teachers who taught you that there were those pesky aunties next door who taught you that because their their own child won't do that right but that's not how you go about learning english you guys follow me on instagram right so you uh, you you've seen i keep posting those reels right i keep posting a word of the day and do you really think if you would not know those words it would make your english any worse nine right it won't your english could still be brilliant yes knowing those words can be useful to express a certain something right what you really need to do is you need to understand how to make sense okay yeah. that is what is the most important thing so for somebody who's learning who's just starting to learn english somebody who's right who's there at the first step of learning the english language for them it is important they should know how to ask basic questions what is the time how far is this place what are the directions to that place what is your name and then you know be able to answer certain questions right and as you keep improving now there is of course a time when you say okay i can do all the basic things at the time a lot of people get waylaid and what they start doing is they start picking up these big fat books which say will improve your vocabulary and then they forget the most important thing and sir i also think that confidence also play a major role because if you say any word any mistake also you do in that and you say that confidently no one will recognize that <laughs> true 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 see confidence tarun is of course always mandatory is not mandatory but it is always good to have mm-hmm. confidence whenever you're trying to learn something whenever you're trying to do something uh that means said uh that means said how do you get confidence you get only you only get confidence when you know what you're doing right see getting away with a mistake is one thing and i'm getting now if you're standing so uh let's say you're standing in a group of 100 people where nobody knows english right then you can get away with everything wrong if you speak confidently but if you're standing in a group of 100 people who know their english and you still continue to speak confidently you can't possibly get away with everything wrong right so 
before being uh capable of getting away with a few mistakes you should be capable of getting things right hai na mm. so it is it is more important that you first learn and know what's to be said what's to be done how to use the language once yes of course once you get to that point so it's okay we we i make mistakes all the time i make mistakes all the time while speaking with you here right now i made so many grammar errors i made so many vocabulary errors you probably didn't even pick those up So yeah, exactly, right? And it doesn't matter. Yes, at a certain level, but 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 it comes a lot later. Okay, so confidence should be found in knowing and not in trying to uh, fool the other person. All right. So on a personal note, this episode was a very informative one for students who want to crack. competitive exam and also want to improve his or her communication skills there is a continuation of this episode which will be updated as soon as possible so if you want to stay updated do subscribe our podcast channel and also follow us on instagram at the rate kbc.podcast